When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Mike. Steeler fans, it's time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, of course, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again, of course, breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you already knew that. Uh, This week, we're taking a bit of a look at uh, how the Steelers have put themselves in a position to still fight for a playoff spot, and how they can exactly do that in the coming weeks. Now, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers just uh, fought their way back to an even 500 record at 3-3. and um, I think going into the season, heading into the bye week, a lot of people were kind of predicting the Steelers to be somewhere between 4-2, uh, and 3-3, and or 2-4. and four. Um, I, I, th- I definitely thought the Steelers would have at least three wins. I was leaning towards uh, that four-win territory. And honestly, I was picking the wins against pretty much all the teams they, they didn't actually win against. So, uh, oddly enough, uh, the Steelers still go to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Perhaps not the opponents we thought they were going to beat, but regardless, they are 3-3 three and three at this point with a 500 record tied with the Cleveland Browns, a game behind the Bengals, and two games behind the Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers, thankfully, have kept pace here and have remained fairly healthy to this point in the season. Of course, Tyson Alualu is done for the year, but the Steelers are expecting some reinforcements on the way. Of course, Zach Banner should be looking to either start or be a top backup against the Cleveland Browns after the Steelers' bye week. Anthony McFarlane should be coming uh, back to the lineup fairly soon here. That's what all the rumors kind of look like, that uh, he should be back sometime in the coming weeks here. Uh, Aside from those two, uh, Stephon Tua 
Hewitt, of course, uh, is a guy to be to monitor. Uh, once he's back on the field, the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely going to be a better team. Uh, him being a, a game record beside Cam Hayward, especially with the, the loss of Tyson Alualu, uh, getting him on the field completely changes the Steelers' defense for the better and uh, makes them even more dominant across that defensive front. Who knows exactly when Tewitt's going to be back, but he has been seen working out, not practicing, but working out uh, during Steelers' practices. So... That means he is inching his way back closer and closer, of course, uh, rehabbing that knee injury as well as uh, all that personal stuff that's uh, been going on the, the last uh, couple months with him. So our thoughts are with Stefan to it, and uh, we definitely hope uh, he can get on the field ASAP. Um, but uh, with that, the Pittsburgh Steelers are uh, sitting in a pretty good spot. Um, all the other injured players are starting to, to get back healthy, back on the field. The, the injured groin club seemingly has uh, got back to full health, and... Of course, with the bye week here, um, all those bumps and bruises should heal up uh, pretty pretty damn good before they take to the field uh, two weeks from now. Of course, uh, with any bye week, it's going to be a, an interesting weekend next weekend with uh, with no Steelers football to watch. So uh, before we continue any further, uh, if uh, if you guys want to tell me what you guys like to do on your bye week so when there's no Steelers football, go ahead and tweet at me, at MichaelBeck56. I'm curious uh, what you guys typically do on uh, your bye weekends, and uh, I'll uh, I'll try to test some of the, these things out to not be quite as bored without any Steelers football on the television. Now, continuing on with the theme of the show, of course, the Steelers in the playoffs, uh, a pretty big one here uh, is this the Pittsburgh Steelers next opponent, of course, is the Cleveland Browns in a, in a couple weeks. The Browns have just, uh, I don't know if it's official, but uh, have broken the record uh, for the longest injury report heading into a game, uh, of course, uh, last weekend against the Arizona Cardinals, a game which they lost, and a game in, in which uh, Kareem Hunt got injured. He's on the, the IR now. Uh, Baker Mayfield hurt his shoulder. He uh, he could miss some time. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. also got worse. Uh, the, the Browns are in a bad spot right now, health-wise. Uh, of course, even Nick Chubb uh, is expecting to miss a couple games, and who knows if he'll be available against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, when we get to that matchup. So on paper, the Pittsburgh Steelers just took on a very beat-up Seahawks team and took care of business. Was it as pretty as you'd want it to be? No, but it is the NFL, and these guys are still the best players in the world. We need to keep that in mind. But the Pittsburgh Steelers got the job done and got to th- got to 500 uh, record. Now with the Cleveland Browns, regardless of uh, them getting a little bit healthier this week, there's no way they are going to be 100% when they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks from now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, will be as close to 100% as they have been all season long. Uh, A healthy team versus a banged up team and a game the Pittsburgh Steelers have uh, no need to be any extra motivated for after being bounced by the Browns in the playoffs at home last year. Uh, The Steelers should have themselves a game at to what first energy field there in Cleveland. So heading into Cleveland, the Pittsburgh Steelers really have no excuse uh, to lose this game. Um, it's just one of those games uh, against a division rival, yes, in a road stadium. So clearly they won't be the favorite, regardless of who's healthy and who's not. But the Steelers are a successful team coming off the bye week, and they're going to be healthy against a very banged-up Browns team. You have to take advantage of opportunities like these. Uh, the Steelers, of course, are going to be motivated. They're going to be healthy, and they're coming off the bye. They've had 
that they'll have a couple weeks to prepare for this. The Steelers have no excuse not to win this game, and I fully expect them to uh, to at least do that. And if they don't, maybe they don't exactly uh, deserve to be in that AFC North uh, title race, and uh, just hope to hang on to a wild card spot. Of course, at the time of recording, the Pittsburgh Steelers at three and three hold the AFC's seventh uh, seed and the final wild card spot in the playoffs. So currently, they are sitting in a playoff spot, and uh, hopefully that continues uh, throughout the year. But knocking off the Cleveland Browns would uh, keep the Steelers in playoff territory. That would be absolutely huge for the franchise. Uh, Past that week, the Steelers have back-to-back NFC North opponents. And this is where things get kind of exciting to me. Because uh, the Detroit Lions, of course, they're playing uh, some hard football under Dan Campbell. They're not an easy out by any means. Are still one of the weakest rosters we've uh, we've seen in quite some time in the NFL. That's There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, they are not a great roster. Uh, Ragnow is on the IR. Uh, Taylor Decker's been on the IR. So they're great offensive linemen haven't been playing. Penny Sewell looks decent, but once again, this Lions team does not look good. They uh, are definitely a team that's kind of in that situation where uh, they're hoping to free up as much cap as they can, get some high draft capital, and uh, support to Dan Campbell in this roster the best they can. So that's not going to happen overnight, though. That's just the fact of the matter. Will this team get better? Over time, the Lions will get better, but the Steelers are going to get them, again, in a pretty good position, taking on the Detroit Lions. This is another game the Steelers should win. And after that, the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields at quarterback. Again, I know the Steelers historically struggle against the Bears. Thing is, they don't historically struggle against rookie quarterbacks. Typically, the Steelers beat up rookie quarterbacks. We saw it last year with Joe Burrow. Uh, year in and year out, uh, this defense uh, under now Keith Butler and before Dick LeBeau uh, rarely, if ever, lose to rookie quarterbacks. Once again, this is a game the Steelers should win. So the next three opponents after this bye week, the Steelers should be sitting at 6-3. and three. If uh, the Steelers can do that right before uh, heading into that December month, uh, and uh, or I guess uh, middle of November at that point, the Steelers will be in a fantastic position to make a run at a playoff spot. Yes, uh, a couple of those wins would be against NFC teams and not the best in terms of tiebreakers. But with uh, what they've been able to accomplish already this year, six and three, they'd be sitting quite pretty at the very least in the wild card race. Of course, uh, the Steelers games against the Ravens, uh, Browns, of course, again, and the Bengals rematch. That that's really what uh, this AFC North division is going to come down to. If the Steelers want any hope of a, a repeating as division champions, if they're going to do it, they have to win these divisional games. Uh, repeating any losses like that embarrassing one of the Bengals is not going to come it by any stretch of the imagination. The Steelers, if they want to be AFC North champions, probably need to win at least four of these AFC uh, AFC North games uh, as we continue the season. But for the Steelers to make the playoffs here now, they need to take care of business these next three games. So first and foremost, getting healthy in the bye, that's that's obviously the priority. But thankfully, uh, when you're not playing a game on Sunday, your chance of getting injured is uh, drastically reduced. Sure, stuff happens in practice, but it's uh, not that full go contact. It's not the repeated blows play after play. Uh, so it is greatly reduced by any means. Uh, freak accidents happen, but uh, so, so do they happen just walking down the street and, and stepping incorrectly. Stuff happens, but uh, when you're not playing games, uh, it's very unlikely that uh, something bad will happen. So knock on wood that I didn't just jinx anything, but the Pittsburgh Steelers should be a healthy team uh, moving forward here. On top of that, um, 
they have all these factors, like I mentioned before, that are weighing very nicely for them. Another huge thing uh, with the bye week, typically that's when the rookies start to shine and kind of reach their their rookie uh, ceiling. And after the bye week, once they get a little bit more comfortable, that uh, that faux extra training camp in the middle of the year with, with the extra week to prepare for stuff, that's usually when rookies hit their stride. Uh, we see that kind of time after time. Uh, the rookies just being able to uh, get an extra week to relearn the playbook, really kind of uh, dive in, work those routes with Big Ben or whoever happens to be a quarterback, uh, be able to work a little bit more with their positional coaches. Rookies just get better after the bye week, and that's the same thing with every team in the NFL. Uh, the Steelers, of course, have been led by uh, some dominant rookie performances already. Uh, Najee Harris, of course. What what needs to be uh, said with the kid? Uh, Pat Fryermuth, as his targets go up, same same to his catches. Uh, only two of his targets have fallen incomplete this year. It's just mind-boggling that this guy catches pretty much everything thrown his way. Uh, the two incompletions, I'm fairly certain. One was kind of a, a contested catch, and another one was a bad throw by Big Ben. He, he simply catches everything that uh, is a catchable ball. So uh, I expect Fryermuth to take a jump. Uh, the offensive linemen and Kendrick Green and Dan Moore Jr., I, I honestly expect them to take a, another step forward too. Uh, and perhaps Dan Moore Jr. cementing himself as a starting left tackle, even with Zach Banner coming off the injured reserve. Uh, defensively, uh, of course, those rookies, Isaiah Loudermilk, uh, I, I don't anticipate him uh, taking any kind of significant uh, play bump in terms of snap uh, count usage. Stefan Tuit is going to be back available, and uh, so is Chris Warmly, still being a, that veteran presence, and Isaiah Bugs still also being there in the middle. So it's going to be hard for him to, to take over any more of a role. Um, I'm curious to see what Buddy Johnson does, though. Of course, he's been a healthy scratch with the amount of linebackers the Steelers got kicking around, but um, he could be someone uh, is uh, more of a sure tackler, downhill kind of hitter type of guy uh, that could uh, make a push for this roster if he could unseat someone like Ulysses Gilbert III, perhaps uh, earn a, a shot on special teams, but he is someone to watch moving forward. Uh, Derek Tuska, I, I guess, would be that other outside linebacker that uh, is on the roster. He's not cutting it at the big three snap countage by any means, but perhaps he could be playing a little bit more on special teams as well. Uh, Trey Norwood is the other defensive rookie that needs to be talked about. He has been a beast as this year goes on. He does not look like a seventh-round pick by any means, especially as a a corner uh, secondary type player. He has been a stud for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, that Seahawks game kind of being uh, uh, the exclamation point on a very good rookie season so far from a seventh round pick, which you never see out of uh, seventh rounders. Uh, Of course, the Steelers run that nickel position by a committee right now, but uh, Norwood, as as this bye week rolls on and after that big performance, maybe he sees a bump in play uh, play time as well. Uh, Presley Harvin III, he's going to be the punter after the bye week no matter what so really uh, no harm no foul there with the Steelers punter but uh, that kind of wraps things up for the first half of the show we're going to jump into a quick break and be, uh, be back with more live mic action in just a moment it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And of course, in the first half of the show, we uh, we looked at uh, some, some of the reasons why the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a very pretty position right now to continue their hunt for the playoffs. Now, we, we t- touched a little bit on the rookies. We touched a little bit on the schedule. Now, I, I guess we can uh, look at the rest of the team and kind of uh, snoop around with what everyone kind of needs to do to continue this playoff push and of course uh, I think one of the big names that we all kind of need to point out right now is uh, well first and foremost offensive coordinator Matt Canada uh he has shown his offense kind of open up as the weeks go on here. He's uh, he's set up some plays, and uh, the Steelers have done a, a number of times per game. Uh, they've run some sort of play where uh, sitting there watching back, and uh, all of a sudden th- they pull something out, and it makes you go, oh, that's nice play design. And it seems like those are popping up more and more as the season goes on. And that's kind of a, one of those things with a, a, any type of offense. Uh, those wrinkles that you add in, uh, they, they don't really get set up until you uh, put more stuff on film and you force teams to kind of uh, commit to what they see and try to defend what they know is already installed. That's when those kind of uh, those fun kind of uh, throwback screen type plays, uh, those end arounds, those shovel passes, that's when those plays start to work and start to work very effectively. As this year goes on, I, I really anticipate Matt Canada open up that uh, side of his playbook more and more and more and more. That's just one of those things that uh, his innovative offense has always done. Uh, it's just perhaps one of the reasons why it, it looked like it started slow, slow for this team. Uh, but now Matt Canada, especially in that game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, is uh, starting to kind of unleash the potential of this offense that I know uh, a lot of us uh, have uh, kind of been waiting for to see exactly what he uh, was going to have in store, but Steelers' offense has looked uh, better and better as the week has gone on, and uh, I, I would, would seriously point at Matt Canada's direction uh, for a lot of that credit. Uh, of course, uh, Najee Harris, who we talked in the first half, is also a big uh, part of that role, being able to take over that ground game and kind of being uh, the bell cow for the entire offense now, which has taken a big load off the shoulders of one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback uh, since 2004 now. Now, uh, Big Ben, whether or not uh, you want to believe this is his swan song year, uh, he has been able to, uh, especially in these last two victories, do just enough to be victorious for this team. The Steelers don't need him to go out and throw the ball 50 times. In fact, they need him to do the opposite, uh, limiting him to at least under 40 throws at least uh, and you'd like to see that number under 30 throws means the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be successful you're not tiring Ben out you're not making him make decision time after time after time his game has always been just throw the football um, like uh, only he knows how to do and uh, just be successful at it but as he gets older that, that gets harder and harder to do especially for someone who uh, is kind of uh, self kind of even said that he hasn't been uh, the kind of guy that puts hours in the film room or 
works on his mechanics. He's, he's kind of just the guy that's always been able to uh, you play to his strengths and just throw the football, and uh, it's worked out pretty good for him uh, throughout his career, but once again, as he ages, that's not the ideal thing to do. So what the Pittsburgh Steelers can do uh, to allow Ben to be successful is instead of uh, trying to let him be uh, the Ben of old, uh, just evolve his game into uh, letting him throw the ball less and uh, let the offense flow through Najee Harris, which they, of course, done against the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks, both games ending up being Steelers victories. So just letting Ben uh, throw the ball a little bit less uh, would be better. The only other thing you'd like to see from Ben is uh, to connect some of those deeper shots. Uh, I'm not saying those uh, those screaming routes down the sideline. I'd love to see some more uh, seams and posts and stuff in the middle of the field get completed out of him because that would just add a whole new level to this offense we have not seen. Moving forward, uh, we also need to touch on this offensive line. Uh, the rookies have looked pretty good, but uh, there's been games when Kevin Dotson has struggled, Trey Turner has struggled, and of course, uh, Chooks Okorafor has struggled himself as well. They've honestly been playing better as the weeks have gone on. I, I think anyone who sat back and watched this team uh, in week one compared to now can honestly say the Steelers offensive line is playing its best football of the regular season as of the time of me uh, recording this podcast. They've been getting better. Uh, maybe uh, Zach Banner getting back in the lineup uh, takes that next step for this offensive line and uh, all of a sudden we get to worry a whole lot less. That is the ideal scenario here, and hopefully that's exactly uh, what works out for them. The receiver-wise, of course, losing Juju Smith-Schuster sucks, but the Steelers still have a ton of talent in that receiving core. Chase Claypool is a beast. Uh, of course, he struggled against the Seattle Seahawks. He needs to figure that out. We know what he can do. It's the fact is if he can be consistent with it and uh, avoid the sophomore slump, which uh, unfortunately seems to be a direction he's kind of trending in, but uh, hopefully he can break that and uh, prove to be uh, that big body receiver we know he can be. Uh, Deontay Johnson's taking that next step to a degree. Just a one-drop pass against the Seahawks uh, on the year uh, but has kind of become Ben's number one guy and it's looked like he's been developing and trending in that direction uh, since uh, those two have been able to work with one another uh, also in the receiving core, James Washington perhaps was probably a little more banged up against the Seahawks than uh, we might have been led to believe. Uh, he only played a, a handful of snaps, and uh, Ray Ray McLeod uh, pretty much got the bulk of the game action as that wide receiver three. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Also, Anthony Miller, uh, latest Steelers signing, kind of anticipate him to get in the lineup at some point, too, once he figures out the offense and builds a little chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger. Defensively, um, outside of Stefan Toot coming back, I think the Steelers' defense are sitting in a pretty good spot. You want to see Devin Bush and Joe Schobert do a little bit more at middle linebacker, but uh, they've they've been pretty good nonetheless, especially in the past game. It's the Steelers' front uh, that has been unbelievable. T.J. Watt. Oh, has come screaming in despite missing a game and a half. Uh, he's got to be someone that's uh, right up there in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Once again, that game against the Seattle Seahawks it should be a game of legend. A pair of sacks, three other TFLs, uh, three batted balls, a forced fumble, seven total tackles. The guy was all over the field. TJ Watt was an absolute stud against the Seahawks, and he's been a stud all year long. Uh, 
TJ's only played in five games, but has a total seven sacks already uh, on on average for his best uh, sack season ever. And once again, missed a game and a half and is still doing it at this level. Uh, it, it is uh, kind of hard to fathom uh, how good TJ Watt has been and uh, the fact that uh, he's living up to that uh, top def- paid defensive player in all of football. He's living up to that contract and then some because uh, not only is he paid like the top guy, he very well may be the top guy in the NFL and uh, better than... Uh, we've ever seen him perform before so this is a huge year for tj watt alex highsmith also picked up a sack and a half he looks like he's finally getting going uh melvin ingram kind of took a, a step back uh in snap wise but uh he's still kind of been a, a game record when he gets on the field he hasn't really had the numbers you'd hope from him but uh you can tell he's around the football uh seemingly each and every play another guy that needs to be brought up on this defensive front is big cam hayward who honestly by the eye test not necessarily the stat test but by the eye test despite it being uh into his 30s now perhaps playing the best football of his career cam hayward has been unbelievable he has been arguably one of if not the best defensive tackles in football and yes that is including aaron donald uh cam hayward has been a game breaker what a year for him at this point he might even be better than tj watt but just hasn't had the flashy numbers that uh, someone uh, get, trying to get that recognition would typically get but what nine total tackles and seven or six of which being solo as a defensive t- lineman against the Seattle Seahawks, that is ridiculous. Uh, going back to the secondary, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, of course, uh, team's quarterbacks are not trying to throw the ball in his direction by any means, but he's been a heat-seeking missile all year long, racking up some tackles. Uh, is he getting the turnovers? No, but teams are scared of him, so uh, they're not even giving him the opportunity to make those plays. So uh, you can give uh, old Minka a break on that uh, on those scenarios. At uh, cornerback, Joe Hayden has, has been uh, a wily veteran and has looked good for him himself aside from missing a couple tackles but uh he's been close to lockdown as you can get from a corner in today's pass it pass first nfl I really like what I've seen out of Joe Hayden. And Cam Sutton, uh, he continues to impress as uh, getting his first opportunities as the guy on the edge. Uh, he has uh, he was someone that I was a little concerned about heading into the season, but he's looked pretty good. Um, there's been times where he's gotten beat, yes, like any corner would, but uh, he has been impressive uh, to date. Also, Terrell Edmonds is probably in the middle of his uh, best year of his career as well. Um, Perhaps uh, perhaps a little motivated by not getting that fifth-year option picked up, but uh, Edmonds has definitely earned a spot in the NFL somewhere again next year in 2021, or 2022. Excuse me. Uh, whether or not that's the Steelers remains to be seen, but he has been playing some good football, and uh, the Steelers are a better team because of it. Um, of course, uh, special teams-wise, I think Chris Boswell also needs a shout-out here. He's been unbelievable in a year where kickers have been putrid across the entire league, aside from Justin Tucker. Uh, Chris Boswell has been the, the second best kicker in football. And the only thing that's uh, separating them is Justin Tucker happened to kick the NFL's longest field goal ever while time expired to win the game. The dude's just ridiculous. But that's uh, no slight on Boswell, who's been just as good in his own right, making nearly all of his kicks. And uh, of course, pulling the Steelers to victory against the Seahawks this past weekend. 
aside from that um, I do want to remind everyone as we get to the end of the show here to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers as you already know uh, past that also make sure you're checking out the entire podcast platform because BTSC is dialing out tons of content for you there's going to be an opportunity here over the bye week for you guys to be featured on uh, on our podcast so uh, just click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com there's an article explaining how you can be featured on uh, on one of our podcasts here during the bye week so click on over the, uh, to the website check out the breaking news and, and the stories and the commentary and the film rooms but also find out how you can be featured on one of our podcasts so with all that being said my name once again is Michael Beck if you want to continue the conversation you heard here today with me you can always follow me on Twitter at Michael Beck 56 uh, shoot me a tweet and uh, we can have a conversation about the Pittsburgh Steelers football life you name it till I'll try to respond to each and every one of you uh, once again thank you for tuning in to today's show um, you've been listening to live Mike I'm Michael Beck uh, here we go Steelers and we'll catch you guys next week it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus